Hello, faithful listeners of Tales from a Cult Insider. Welcome to this very, very brief outro for this podcast. Yeah, I know that the episode before this called itself the final episode, but I wanted to do a little outro, or a coda, because I've had some other thoughts come to me, and I really wanted to do this on Best Friend's property. So I'm currently on Best Friend's property, real near near to their sign. Uh, That's why you'll hear hear cars going by. Just had a few final thoughts that I wanted to record right here on the property. Because this is kind of important. This property here, where I helped build so much of the version one of Best Friends, was... The site of actually a lot of fun. Some of the more interesting and fun experiences of my time in the cult. You know, uh, it was hard work, but it was fun work. It was a change. And we were out from under the thumb of Lucia, the leader of the Dallas branch. And Really, honestly, honestly, those two months of every year for five summers in a row, there was no lining up in a publicly shaming group to be berated and harangued by Lucia. Uh, There was no threats of violence. Um, Well, most of the time. (laughs) Um, During the time up here at Best Friends. So really, Best Friends was the site of the most enjoyable parts of the cult. Except for all those times that I got to read. Cars. And so I really want to thank God for the best friends aspect of growing up because it was fun we got to do some pretty iconic things you know ride in the back of pickup trucks um, stargaze a lot um, see some cool wildlife go on a lot of hikes build a ton I learned a lot about tools a lot about building definitely built some confidence and some a feeling that I could make things that I could I could manage hard projects which has served me well which I've discussed in a previous episode. So really, I'm grateful for the opportunities I had here at the Best Friends Place. Despite the cult itself being truly some bad for me (laughs) um, and leaving me with some things I've had to deal with throughout my life that have been really hard, but I'm just so grateful for the journey I've gone on from those things to become the person I am today. I am not grateful for that those things happened. I'm grateful for the journey I've been able to be on because of those things and the opportunity to bring God into my life and let His will prevail in my life and have that turn into a molding experience where I get to pour my hands, excuse me, where I get to pour myself into His hands and through His grace and His eternal love and wisdom be molded into the guy I am, which I get to be a partner in, but He was in charge. Big truck. So I'm grateful for the best friends' opportunities and experiences growing up in the cult. So thank you. Give me a moment. Thank you, best friends! But at the same time, there's a juxtaposition I need to share. And that is simply that Never in my life growing up in the cult was anybody glad to see me. 
when I walked in a do in, in a room, a door, in through a door. Nobody was ever glad to see me, except for my sister. She was little. I was her brother. I doted on her. I loved her. She loved me. She worshipped me, and I truly, man, I was wrapped around her finger. She was happy to see me. And my dad, I do believe, was happy to see me. Um, you know, in, in inside of the parameters of the relationship we had um, and the potentialities of what we could be. And I think my mother was intermittently happy to see me, but she wasn't too good at showing that. But I only saw her like once a year, you know. So, so yeah, growing up, having people basically in general, almost 99.99% of the time, not care you're about your presence, there or not. And when you're there, be a target for somebody's petty tyranny. Sucks. And the juxtaposition is that I just, I'm leaving Kanab after recording that episode and being a part of that Kanab Writers Conference, which was lovely, lovely, lovely. And as I was about to leave town, I finally connected with my friend Nathan, Nathan Riddle, who's been a good friend for years and years since high school. And our, our friend John, who's been a friend of Nathan's for much longer than I've been a friend of Nathan's. They're both basically uh, homeboys from Kanab. Great, great men. And they sought me out and said, wait for us, we're coming to get you. I need to not get too emotional. Because it's such a simple thing. It's such a natural thing. And without any overthinking or anything, it was just a natural thing. We're buds, wait for us, we're coming to get you. And we drove around and got some ice cream and they talked Jeep, Jeep talk with some guy. And then we hung out for a while and talked some more and then I, I'm on the road. But here I am at Best Friends. They were happy to see me. I made friends in Kanab that within a day or two, they were happy to see me walk in the room. And happy to see me walk in the classroom. And happy to see me walk into the, the thrift store and start playing D&D with them. And I love them for it. And that's what we miss. That's what I missed and what I think a lot of us kids missed. And frankly, I think a lot of adults missed that growing up or being in the cult for as long as they were. Not bonds because of the time spent, so we have to work together until this is all done or until we die or whatever. But bonds of affection and love. Bonds, deep bonds built from time spent, experiences had, sincere experiences and love for each other building these bonds where we are happy to see people my kids are happy to see me my wife is happy to see me even when I'm a dummy and I'm happy to see them you have missed out former cultists who made best friends you missed out and you made a lot of us kids miss out and it left some marks but all those marks do today for me is make me grateful. I am so grateful that I have this awareness of how special that 
experiences of being happy to see someone and having people be happy to see me. I'm so grateful for it. And it's so wrong that we kids, for the most part, didn't get that. But that'll pass. But the bonds of love and friendship and affection that I have with these people will never pass. And I am grateful for it because of the contrast that true, deep, sincere love that they have for me and that I have for them is with the barely tolerating nothing changes whether I'm there or not overlooked treated like I'm the enemy when I am there or like I got a target on my back when I am there experience in the cult life is made rich because of love and our lives are made richer when we love more and when we see people and love them because they will love us in return and that's not why we love but it sure is a benefit of loving and seeing people I am grateful grateful eternally grateful for those bonds and that love thanks again for tuning into this outro this really is the final episode of Tales from a Cult Insider my friends I'm going to drive away from best friends now and eat some Big Al's Junction, Big Al's whatever they call them now, tater tots and a big red. And I am fully out of the cult. I'm going to keep writing stuff and speaking about it if I need to, but I'm out. And this podcast is out. Thank you for coming on this journey. And I will see you in the, another podcast or anywhere else. May God bless you in your life, in your endeavors, in your hopes and dreams, in your need, in your success, in every aspect of your life. May God bless you. May his love shine on you. And may the knowledge of you being his actual child be clarified and crystallized in your heart and mind. May you feel that love every day of your life. It's my prayer and my blessing. I'm out.